Maybe then you can see me and I can see you Maybe then we'll come together as a people Tired of the pain cause it ain't new Let's come together as a people Even if we don't share the same view Welcome to the Jesus and Everything Foundation podcast. On this show, we look at all problems affecting the world and we discuss how we can solve them using the character of Jesus, unity, and decentralization of resources available to us. The character of Jesus, or as I like to call them, the Jesus character principles, are principles that whether you are a Christian or not, we can all agree on these principles. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. For every episode, we discuss a problem topic from our category list. You can find this list on the Foundation's website, jaef.foundation. We ask ourselves and listeners, what is the goal? What is the vision for this problem category? What are the potential solutions? What are the obstacles? What resources do we need? And what resources do we have? But most importantly, do these solutions and resources pass the character test? The nine Jesus character principles? If yes, then we move on to collaboration. What does this look like? This show is a platform to get the ball rolling on as many problems affecting the world as we can. We want to go beyond just talking about problems. So after the show, we collaborate by acting. First, we open the discussion floor to our listeners. Then we decentralize and open source all of our resources from brain power, manpower, utilities to capital. Before every episode, I like to ask our viewers and listeners, do you ever ask yourself, where are we going? Where is this world going? Time keeps on ticking, the day ends, a new dawn arises, and life goes on. But what is our destination? Do we have any global objectives that unite us when it comes to things like food, security, healthcare, education, or standard of living? It's a fair question to ask. If you work for a company or work for yourself, you have a general idea about your company's vision. Goal. So what is our goal, our overarching vision as the current residents of this planet? What role is your company, your city, your country playing in the big picture? And what role are you who's listening to this playing in this big picture? Welcome to another Everyday Life series on decoding how God thinks about work, money, business, investing, and leadership. Biblical principles from Genesis to Revelation. It's under our Everyday Life category. You can find the full list of topics we shall cover under this category on our website, jf.foundation. That is jaef.foundation. In our first series of decoding, we looked at decoding creation, God's thought processes and patterns through creation from Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2. And we arrived at a 10 principle combination that will revolutionize how you think. In this next series of decoding, we'll look at how God thinks about work, money, business, investing, and leadership through the life and story of Joseph, also from the book of Genesis. Joseph's life changed the course of Israel. It was through him that God preserved the nation of Israel. Israel wasn't yet a nation per se. It was just a family of 12 siblings. The letter grew into the nation 
of Israel in Egypt. Some of the life principles we'll cover in this decoding series are our upbringing and past shouldn't define us. Knowing your purpose and calling is the best anchor to go through the storms of life. In life, we need favor and love with both God and man. There are no coincidences in life. God's justice system never fails. We'll also look at work and service, money and how the economy of Egypt was built from the ground up. We'll also look at investing, saving, leadership and management. Without further ado, welcome to Decoding Joseph. Decoding Joseph. We are digging into the unique insights. Uh, we are getting some unique insights into how God thinks about work, money, business, investing, and leadership through the life of Joseph. There are about 11 key life principles to decode from the story of Joseph, and we are still on principle category number one, which is our upbringing and past shouldn't define us. And we have decoded that this must have been the character attitude Joseph had to overcome his background. And just to reiterate or to recap, Joseph was loved by his father. He showed him his love and his favor by he made him a coat of many colors. His brothers became jealous of him. Joseph had these dreams about a glorious destiny. His brothers were even, that caused more envy and jealousy. They tried to kill him. Then one of one of Joseph's brothers talked them out of it. Instead, they, they resorted to plan B, which was to sell him into slavery. After he's sold, he's sold as a slave. He gets into this, his master's house at the lowest rank and starts to climb up the rank. He, start, he starts to climb up the ladder. And eventually we we are at a point where we can see that he's the second in command pretty much he's the he's the first in command because his master eventually says man this guy's hitting every duty every assignment that i give him out of the park so and his master starts to see that the favor of god is with joseph and his master is like hey take over he gives him the keys to be in charge of his whole estate in other parts of Joseph's story, we shall now see how even after something terrible happens to him while he's in his master's house that puts him in jail and 
but eventually he still ends up somewhere else where he rises up. He just still rises up the ranks. And there's so much to learn about his character up to this point in his life where he's in his master's house and we're seeing that he's excelling in everything he's doing. He's excelling in everything that he is doing. So we've, oh, we have ended up talking about so many interesting things about character, about destinies. And the one that we were talking about in the last episode, we're talking about the subject of minding your own business, being the star of your own movie, focusing on your own life, and not spending time focusing on other people's life or being uh, being informed about every 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 uh, nitty gritty detail in other people's lives, celebrities, sports, entertainment, media, movies, and all of this, and really being about your own business. Because the people you look up to, the people who you're spending time looking into their lives, you don't realize that they had to get to also a point in their lives where they said, hey, I'm going to be about my business. I'm going to focus on me. I'm going to focus on what I have to do. And what you're seeing are the fruits of their isolation, are the fruits of their diligence, are the fruits of their of, of them focusing on their lives. And there's a very powerful scripture that we that I that I said in, in the last episode, and it, it's from Proverbs chapter 25, verse 2. And it says, it's the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the glory of kings is to search out a thing. So he's saying that God has concealed so many beautiful things and hidden treasures in your life. And it should be your honor to search them out, to look at your life as a movie. The same way we like to watch these movies about these people who go on discovering uh, things. You know, all of us, well, a lot of us used to love, we used to love these adventure movies. You know, Indiana Jones and, and, and movies of, of that kind. We love series where people go on adventures. We love stories where people discover these hidden treasures. We like games like Scavenger Hunt. We love all these things. But when it comes to our own lives, somehow we drop the ball. We only enjoy these things when we're playing video games and we're building a character and discovering unique uh, attributes, unique superpowers that the game creators have hidden within the game. So when it comes to fantasy land, we love to do these things. But when we come to our real lives, we don't like to. We run away. We don't like to learn how to navigate the obstacles in our lives and realize that it's by navigating an obstacle that you build that superpower. It's by learning how to get around the thing that is blocking you that eventually you develop a superpower that the next time that thing comes around, you can deal with it with so much ease. You know, a superhero would basically be someone who's doing something that you can't do. But you don't. Re but you know, even in some of these superhero movies that we watch, we see some of them where the character starts out as a novice. You know, there's this movie called uh, Mr. Miyagi. Uh, wax on, wax off. Uh, Karate Kid. Yeah, Karate Kid. That in that movie, we see this boy who's being bullied around, Karate Kid. And he goes to Mr. Miyagi, who basically tries to tell him, hey, in order to, to stop getting bullied around, you're gonna have you're gonna learn how to stand, stand, you know, how, how to defend yourself. And he starts to teach him skills. So the karate kid becomes better and better, and he eventually overcomes. We, we like movies like Rocky, 
where he's knocked down and he comes back in Rocky Four and he's, 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 he's training, he's doing all of these things and, and he overcomes his enemy. And these things are thrilling to us. But we don't realize that we can build our own movies, our own life movies, where we overcome things. where we start to navigate and find out what are the hidden treasures, the hidden gifts that God has given us? What are the hidden gifts that God has given you? And now you go on this journey of adventure and discovery. When you start to focus on your life, it becomes very beautiful. When you start to focus on the intricacies of your life, you look forward to dealing with problems. You know, you you. It's it's not like dealing with problems is fun, but in a way, once you overcome this thing, there's there's some accomplishment and satisfaction that you feel. You're like, yes, that thing can no longer uh, bring me down. You know, and there's so many beautiful things in our lives that that we can get to discover. So many hidden talents that, that God has concealed, as the proverb says, and it should be our duty and glory and honor to search them out. So I was sharing from my own personal experience that every day I'm learning to apply these biblical principles. You know, the other one about not comparing yourself with yourself or comparing yourself with other people. And, I'm, and I've started to see, you know, a change some really good positive results. And I know that they will eventually add up. You know, I, I shared how I had, I, I, I've been delivered. I, I've, I've come a long way from spending almost five hours, you know, focused on a, on a basketball game because I'm, 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 I want to know what are the players thinking before they get onto the court? What are they saying? All of this. And then they get onto the court. What are they saying? The post-game interviews, watching all of that. And, and, and if you're spending your, your time on things that do not pay you, then you're misusing your time. You see, it's not a bad thing to watch sports. But I was I was starting to build my life around games, saying, oh, if, if the Lakers played on Monday and, and, and they lost that game, it would give me, a, it would just spoil my Monday evening, sip into my Tuesday, sip into until Wednesday evening when they play again. And then you start to become, you start to feel terrible. You know, when, when, when your team loses and, 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 and you don't realize that these people are going back to mansions. You know, you, 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 even if you're at the game, you know, the person who, who you can watch, you know, yes, he had a bad game, he lost. But guess what? He's, he's driving back home in a Porsche, in a Ferrari, going back to a mansion. And I didn't realize that it's stupid for me to, to carry the same amount of pain, even more pain. Some fans carry more pain after their teams lose than the actual people who are playing the sport. It's ridiculous. This is what being so engulfed in people's lives can do to you. The other person is going back home. And, and you start to see that fans start to get angry when an athlete loses a game and, and he says, it's just basketball. It's just a game. On to the next. And some fans feel like it's disrespect because they say, how dare you say it's just a game? My whole week is messed up. Oh, you should be feeling terrible. No, I started to realize it was stupid and ignorant of me to feel worse than the players who are getting paid millions of dollars for me to have a terrible three days before the next time my team plays while that person is driving back home in a Ferrari, going to a mansion. This is, the, this, this is how corrupted, like you, this is how your life can be stolen from you.
when you start focusing on other people's lives, I do not, let me tell you something. Even when I really started to um, get delivered from this, I think in 2020, was it 2021 or 2020? I think it was 2020. Yes. Is when I really started to deal with my life on focusing on other people's lives and really starting to let go of that. And I remember the 49ers lost the Super Bowl. And I cheer for the 49ers. 49, 49ers lost the Super Bowl to the, yes, it was to the Kansas City Chiefs. And do you know that in previous episodes of my life, that could have taken me months to get over. I mean, the first weeks would have been de, oh my goodness, devastating. I mean, if my week could be turned sour because of my team losing a game, and yet there's still so many games to be played in a season, think about my team losing a Super Bowl. In previous episodes of my life, it would have just driven me off the rail. But here comes the 49ers that lose the Super Bowl. Uh, after the game, I was like, oh, well, on to the next, back to life. I did not even spend a day. Yeah, it stung. You know, of course, I'm cheering for my team, wanted my team to win. But it did not derail my week. It did not cause me to just lose control, be out of sorts, and be like, like I'd lost somebody. No. Because I've matured to learning that I got my own life to deal with. I got, I got my own Super Bowls in my life to win. And when it's all said and done, when I'm departing this planet to go back home to be with the Lord, I'm not going to be thinking about the 49ers Super Bowls, how many they won, how many they lost. I've got my own Super Bowls in my life that I need to win. But you see, we focus, we spend so much time focusing on the wins and losses in other people's lives. The marriages, the divorces in celebrities' lives. Instead of our own life, focus on your marriage. Focus on your part. Focus on focus on your relationship. Focus on your work. You can be the star at your workplace by unlocking better ways in which your company should do things. You can't discover these secret treasures by focusing on other people's business. You gotta be all in, man. You got to be all in on your own life. So when I started to apply this thing, I started to see significant improvements in my own life to the point where I don't even have to have time to watch a full game. I watch highlights and I'm good. Once in a while, if the game catches me when I'm on during my free time, I might watch it. I'll sit down and watch. If team wins, I'm cool with it. If the team loses, you know, I keep it moving. I keep it moving. So I'm learning how to apply these biblical principles in my own life and I'm seeing positive results. Because I'm going to look back. I am going to look back and it will be because um, I said I, I no longer want to watch the movie. I got to a point where I said, I no longer want to watch the movie of other people's lives. I want to watch my own movie. I want to watch the movie of my own life. And every day I get another chance to be the, the, to, to be the star of my movie. Every day I get to be Superman in my own day. Every day you get to be Wonder Woman in your own life. You know, players in sports, they always talk about no back-to-back -back losses. You know, I started to apply this to my life. I said, I, I, I can't 
if I'm going through Monday to Sunday, if I have a if I have a bad Monday, I, I can't have a bad Tuesday. No. So I start to apply these own things like in my own life and say, okay, what do I got to do today? Because yesterday I had a bad day. No, today can't be a bad day. No, I can't afford that. If I have terrible back-to-back days and, and um, you know, that means there's some attention to detail that I'm missing out on. I tweak. I go back to, 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 to studying. I study the tape. I, I say, okay, this happened yesterday. I'm not going to yesterday's shortcomings derail, you know, sip away my energy and confidence of today. But I say, okay, now I got to have a better today. You know, and if I have a great day today, then tomorrow I say, okay, how can I maintain the momentum? This is how we move forward in life. When you finally decide to want to be the star in your own life movie, then the tides change. Then salvation begins. When you start to take interest in your own life, to curve it out into a beautiful story, then salvation begins. Redemption begins. Another personal experience. You know, a lot of people, um, when, 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 when I got tired, you know, I, I, you know I, I, I like to exercise and these things. But when, when, you, when, you, when, you, when you start taking interest and in saying, okay, I'm going to look at my own, you know, physique, let's say. I want to be fit. You know, not for the wrong reasons, for the right reasons. Then you start to figure out, you start to, you know, to go into, to go in, in, into the gym to work out. And you start to sculpt your own body. You know, you stop, you stop, you know, just looking at other people and say, oh, man, that person is in good shape. And, and you stop letting that just be a fantasy. You say, I'm just going to do the same in my life. You know, you achieve the triumph. You do that in your business. You do that for your marriage. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm now, I'm at a point where, you know, I'm tired of listening to other people play beautiful music. You know, so I'm now serious about playing piano and playing the guitar and some of the instruments. I want to compose my own music. So that's the next, one of the next things that I'm, that I'm adding to my life. You know, I get tired of hearing someone else just run circles around me because they're speaking a language I can't understand. I'm saying, okay, I want to learn like five other languages. So then it be the challenge to overcome that, to build that muscle, to build a new skill. It becomes an adventure on its own. You know, the first time when, 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 I'll, when, when, when I'll have my own song and I'm playing it and I wrote it and I composed it and I'm playing it and I produced it. You know, it's not even to sell records. It's not even to sell records. No, it's just to say, I want to listen to my own music. I, I want to make beautiful music. So eventually, the instead of wishing, say, oh man, that person plays, I like how I like it when they play the guitar. I like it when they play the piano. I say, you know what? Enough is enough. I'm gonna learn how to do it as well. So you start to do these other things, and, and you will be amazed by how interesting your own life can be and how much work needs to be done. You know, you will be amazed by how much work needs to be done. I am learning that the beauty of life is that we all start out at different places. We go through different storms. Yes, all of that happens to all of us. We all start out at different places. This is not, life is not like we all start out on the same line, on your mark, get set, go. No. So one person starts out, you know, five, you know, two kilometers ahead of you. Another, may, maybe with another person, you start out on the same line. But 
you're wearing different shoes and and there's so many different things that are happening in life but you know we go through different storms but at the end in the sunset of our days here on earth we look back at the journey well treaded we each look back at how we overcame you look at your own triumphs you always hear in those last moments you know thinking about what other people accomplished you start to think about what you did you look back and say man i've lived for 120 years or you've lived for 90 years or 80 years however long you want to live for and you look at the super bowls you want in your own life you're not going to be thinking about celebrity so and so so why not start right now to build your masterpiece When the curtain is closing of our days here on earth, we look back at how we persevered and endured and, and, and have now crafted this beautiful masterpiece that we can leave behind for others as a memory. And at the same time, carry it to heaven and present it to the Lord Jesus Christ and say, I have run the race. I have fought the good fight of faith and I have finished it. I am learning that, that the beauty of life is in overcoming. But the most power that you can harness to overcome is when you are focused on your own life. There's a, there's a, I think it's a country song. Uh, it talks about there'll be there'll be enough time for counting when the dealing is done. There'll be enough time to sit back and look at your life and look at your life. I remember one time. I was working out in the gym. This is, this is a very interesting story. Um, I was working out in the gym. And on the TV, um, the game, there was a game on TV. And the game was ending. And anyways, I think it was probably the NCAA tournament. I don't know if it's an NCAA basketball tournament or football or college football. But anyway, the game was ending and you could feel the emotions come through the game because this team had won the trophy. And this one person specifically, I can't remember who he was, but they had made an amazing play. And as I stood there for a few seconds, admiring and wondering what it felt in that moment you know in that moment what the what the in that moment what, what what they were feeling what the feeling was like the thrill i remember the lord speaking up so loud inside of me and said something that just like i didn't see this coming but the lord spoke up inside of me and said calvin said calvin you have an opportunity every day to be the star of your own movie, to be a superhero in your own life movie. Maybe you should pay close attention to your own life. The things you are admiring in that person is because they have diligently worked on their craft. I have also given you special gifts that if you keep working on them and staying committed to them, you will have your own moment of feeling what it really feels like being victorious. You will also get to experience it. As much as it was a wake up call, it was also such a special encouraging moment for me. You know, 
for my heavenly father to remind me that he has also given me special and unique gifts that I should work at harnessing. It was very special and unique for me. It was a very special moment. In fact, I remember he went on to tell me that he told me that, hey, he said, you see that person who just made that game-winning shot? He said, do you realize, and this was also why focusing on other people's lives can sometimes be misleading. He said, do you realize that that person who just made that you know, game-winning shot do you realize that once the game ends, they too, they are going to have to depend on other people's gifts to help them be good at their own gift. I'd never seen it. I'd, I'd never really pictured it like that. Because it's very easy for us to to look at what other people are good at. You know, let's say you look at someone who's 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 an athlete and you look at that gift and and you think that it's more supreme to your own gift. Maybe let's say you're an artist, maybe you're a musician, maybe you're a chef, maybe you're a poet. It's very easy to look at their gift and think that their gift is more honorable, is more satisfying, is more fulfilling than your own gift, which is false. It's not true. It's not true. Their gift is no more honorable or satisfying or better than your own gift. God's, you know, uh, that, um, that's another lesson God was teaching me. He was teaching me about appreciating my own life and giftings. You know, he was showing me in that moment that that you see, okay, you let's say, so you're admiring, let's say, an athlete who just made like a crazy game-winning touchdown or short, you know, whatever it is. But you don't realize that before that athlete gets on stage or gets on field, on the field, you know, a lot of them if not most of them, are listening to music, to, to poetry, to, to inspiring uh, stories, to calm themselves down and prepare them mentally before they step out on the field. So you, you, you don't realize that. So, so, so what if there, was, there wasn't any good, any good inspiring music? What if all the people who were doing music decided to ignore their gift of music and thought that, yeah, this is not as satisfying or thrilling like jumping up and dunking a basketball? You see, if, if musicians downplayed their gift, they wouldn't be good at their own craft. And, and who's to say that the athlete that scored that game-winning touchdown, that it's because they listen to, to a certain specific message from this musician that inspired them to do their best work on the field. And perhaps if the musician who composed that music was not also so focused and so intent about being the best musician they can do, putting out the best kind of music they can, or poetry or art or whatever it is that inspired this person that we may not have seen that dramatic game-winning touchdown or game-winning shot or whatever it is. What if it was a movie they watched last night that inspired them? What if it's something that they listened to on a podcast that inspired them? So we, we, we God was teaching me that no one gift is exclusive. 
There's no one gift that is exclusive. We have all been blessed with different gifts to serve each other for the benefit and betterment of this planet. But the problem is, people don't realize this. They think that just because their gift might not be a gift to be showcased on TV, that it's less important and not as valuable to the well-being of this planet. Everybody wants to be the thing which is on TV. No, we need other people to harness these other gifts. You see, we need every we need every person to play their role. This you think of it as a casting. If you only had the you know protagonist in a movie, the reason he's a protagonist is because there's an antagonist. So you need a, a good antagonist makes for a good protagonist. We need everybody to show up for their role. We need the background cast as well. How do you feel about like, you know, when you watch a movie and, and people are having a conversation, let's say in a restaurant, it would, be, it, it would not be as 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 real and authentic, it would not appear as real and authentic if there was no background. You know, if all the other tables were empty and there was no activity happening in the background. See, sometimes the background noise is needed. We need all these other giftings. We need everybody to play their role. So that's that, that that's where God has been teaching me and stretching me is to not despise the gifts that he has given me. Because my gifts, if I harness them, I harness the, 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 the potential, the purpose, the, the, the full potential out of them. They inspire someone else to do their best work. And that other person who does their best work also inspires me. So while we're on this subject, I want to challenge you to start taking interest in your own life. Find out your giftings. Maybe we need your kind of art. There's different kinds of art. You know, there's black and white. There's paint. There's color. There is abstract. We need all everyone to, to bring out a beauty of life. If life was only one color, it wouldn't be as beautiful. We need every color to show up. We need red, we need green, we need blue, we need pink, we need purple, we need yellow, we need white. I want to challenge you to start taking interest in your own life because the better you become at the giftings that God has given you, the more beautiful and complete this planet would be. You know, while we're on this subject, another thing that bears mentioning is the mental health epidemic that we are seeing is because people are so caught up in the uniqueness of other people and not their own. That's why we're drowning in social media content. And we don't realize how that affects us. Everybody's caught up in everybody's business, but their own. It's okay to appreciate a good musician. It's okay to appreciate a good actor for their craft. It's okay to appreciate anyone that is good at anything because it makes the canvas of our planet beautiful. It adds color to our story as a human race. But it's not okay to enter the territory of worshiping and idolizing them. 
the more focus you put on other people, the more focus you take away from your own life. That was true for me. The more that I was focusing on, 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 on everything about the Lakers and the players, the less time I had for my own life. There's only 24 hours. Everybody likes to use that cliche that we all have the same time, 24 hours. And I, I, I don't know where, where I read this, but someone was using this analogy and said, what's the difference between you, you know, what was, is it okay? On a new day, what's, what's the thing that um, you have 24 hours? So in those 24 hours, someone who's a billionaire in those 24 hours can lose it all. And, 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 and in those 24 hours, you can gain so much that you overtake them. We honestly have limited time in a day. You, you don't have the capability to be involved in everybody's business. The more focus you put on other people and their lives, the more focus you the, the, you, the more focus you take away from your own life. More time and attention and focus on them means less time and attention and focus on you. When you start to admire anyone and they sort of come to the forefront of your mind, you have just stepped into idolatry and ignored your own gift that God blessed you with. You can't afford to know every single thing or want to even know every single detail about a so-and-so-called celebrity's life. It's idolatry. It's idolatry. You don't have the bandwidth. You have people whose job is to create the celebrity tracking accounts. It's idolatry. One of the Ten Commandments is about not worshiping other gods. I believe this is not... I believe that this does not only apply to worshiping other gods because uh, besides the heavenly father, the creator of the universe, El Shaddai, but he also can apply in this context of worshiping other people's gifts and talents and ignoring your own that your heavenly father has blessed you with. You have been given unique gifts and talents and God expects you to harness them and nurture them and grow in them because your destiny and purpose are through this gift, are through that gift. Your breakthrough in life is tied to where your gifting and calling is. But we've got a generation so focused on what so-and-so wears what they eat, who they're dating, who they broke up with, what caused their breakup. We don't realize that when God was saying, you shall not worship other gods with me, but he, he was saying, he was trying to present us from the catastrophe that is destroying this generation, this mental health epidemic. Satan is stealing people's destinies and purpose by having them indulge in this culture of idolatry and fear of missing out. He's doing a good job at it. I personally became, um, I mean, all of this turning around and stopping the focus and, 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 and saying, I, I can't afford to focus on other people's lives. I got to focus on me, man. This turnaround started happening for me was in 2020. And even to the point of news, I am actually intentional about not clicking on a headline about any so-called 
you know, if it's, you know, if it's a celebrity to find out more details, I do not care. I don't. I don't. Do you want to learn how to mind your own business? This is how. Every time you feel inclined to go digging through stories on people and reading up all, reading up everything on them, always ask yourself. This is for me what really did it for me. I had to put almost like a dollar value on this whole thing of, of, of focusing on other people's lives, wanting to know all the details about, about things happening in their lives. Just simply do this. Ask yourself this simple question. Before you go and read a whole tabloid, everything about what's happening in the news, everything about every celebrity, even about your own personal friends on social media. Finding out all about the drama that's going on in their lives. Ask yourself this question. Does this add value to my life? Does me finding out why so-and-so broke up with so-and-so, does it add value to my life right now? Do the details in this social media post benefit me? Does me finding out what happened and so forth benefit me? Will it really do anything for me? Will it put food on my table? Another way you can look at this is simple. Just ask yourself, does this put food on my table? Does this put peace in my mind? Is reading this information going to give me more peace? Or is it going to take away my peace of mind? And if it doesn't, there you go. You have your answer. There's no point. If it doesn't, there's no point reading it. There's no point finding out more details. Your mind cannot be bogged down with all these side stories and all these details because there's more important things to focus on in your own life. There's so many intricacies. There's so many minute details that you need to pick up and figure out in your own life that you need to track that if you keep on storing in all this junk, you're gonna run out of memory. You're gonna run out of memory because everybody's, people are living rent free in your, in your mind. And, and you, you don't have enough, enough room left, enough time, enough space. So we need to wake up. We need to wake up. You don't have time. You need to get to a point where you say, you know what? I don't have time for your life. I'm sorry. I am so busy and fascinated by my own life. I am learning to master and conquer my own life. I am learning how to be the super superman or wonder woman in my own life. I don't have time. You have to get to a point where by any time someone asks you, did you hear what you say? I don't know. I didn't. I've gotten to a point where people just bring me news. In fact, they don't realize I put the responsibility. I've delegated a duty for them to go and find out if it's important enough. You'll come and tell me. I just don't have the time. I said, oh, did you see what so-and-so posted on there? I said, I don't have the time. I did not see it. What did they post? You tell me. Give me the summary. I keep it moving. If something is bad enough, and my family members always laugh at me, they always say, oh, you don't watch the news. I read the headlines and I stop. And I, I, I you know, I, I have a rough sense of what's happening. But there's nothing really. The news is the news. The news is always just going to tell us the bad things that happen. It's always just going to tell us what the devil is doing. Um, but the whole point is, I, I, I just don't have the time. So I, I wait on other people. If it's important enough and I need to know it, it will find me. You know, 
you will find me. You know, we love to run to the theater to watch all these superhero movies, but we are intimate, we are intimidated about the little cuts in our lives. You know, we, we like to watch the whole point that for me that, that I think we need to learn about life is that your life too can be a movie, a superhero movie. You know, you don't have to walk around thinking, just living your life and think. You can be the Superman of your own life. You can be the Wonder Woman of your own life. You know, we, we like seeing people kick ass and, and whoop, you know, uh, and, and, and beat the bad guy and beat the uh, antagonist. And that thrills us. But when morning comes around and we can't stand and face the enemy in our own lives, we don't know how to conquer the obstacles of our own lives. We fall apart at the first encounter of a challenge. We keep running away to Instagram profiles of well-curated and vain images. We run to Netflix and binge watch shows for hours and hours but we can't spend two hours of quiet time with our own nasty self, with our own lives, with our own thoughts. Every time you need someone to carry you away from your own life. You know? If someone says you, you, you can't be on your phone for the next five hours, you can't be on your phone, you can't see anything, you can't... You're going to have to spend time with you. You are going to have to hang out with you. A lot of people just fall into like a coma. What? You need something to be taking your mind off everything. We can't spend two hours of quiet time with our own self, with our thoughts. I see this. Hardly can anyone work out at the gym without music. We run to the things we admire and appreciate and wish we could get, and wish we could get locked in, and 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 and, and we and wish we could get locked in into that reality and forget whatever is happening. You know. And we get locked in into this fantasy of, or of, of the person maybe that you admire or appreciate. You, you get locked in, you admire and we run to these things, but you forget that one time the person you're admiring or the craft you're admiring, that person also one time had to be locked away and overcome resistance and endure and persevere. And all... And all of that should do is, is encourage us. You know, you would always hear of stories of, uh, to use basketball, of, let's say Kobe Bryant, you know, and, and also these other great athletes where, where they just lock themselves away, going for hours and hours, practicing the same shot, hours and hours, and master it, it becomes a masterpiece. And we admire when it comes out. But we don't feel, we're not encouraged to go into our own island and work on our lives and work on our gifts and find out what gifts God has given us, has blessed us with. And then once we are ready, like a beautiful cake, we come out of the oven ready to be served to the world. You see, that evening when I stared at that athlete and wondered what he felt like to win, in the last seconds of that championship game, God reminded me that I too have a beautiful story to work on.
and that if I was dedicated and committed to working on it every day, like a masterpiece out of a chunk of wood, I would get to experience the euphoria of winning. I would get to experience that euphoria of winning. So I just want to challenge you. to start focusing on your own life. Be the star of your own movie. Wake up every day and not only watch Rocky and say, oh, one of my best movies is Rocky. But no, 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 say, I am gonna be like Rocky in my own life. I am gonna figure out how to deal with this thing. I'm gonna get over this obstacle. And beauty will be, come out of that. Remember, what Proverbs 20, 25, Proverbs chapter 25, verse 2 says, it says, it is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the glory of kings is to search out a thing. I'm going to call it wraps for this episode. Selah. This was episode 11 of Decoding How God Thinks About Work, Money, Business, Investing, and Leadership Through the Life and Story of Joseph from the Book of Genesis. In the next episode, we'll continue exploring the subject of how to mind your own business and how to be the superhero of your own life, how you can become the star of your own life. You see, Proverbs chapter 25, Proverbs chapter 25, verse 2 says, It's the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a thing. There's so many beautiful things that God has concealed about our lives. And it should be our honor and duty to discover them. However, if you are busy focusing on other people's lives, you'll never discover the hidden treasures and giftings of your life. Your host for today was Calvin Commander. Thanks for listening and see you on the next episode.
city. German engineering, white on black, it's looking pretty, yeah. Reminiscing when my joints didn't fit me. They was hand me downs, but now the chest they hand me down. They help me win a Grammy now. I'm blacking out, stock going up, ain't flattin' out. Damn like how I be acting out. They playin' fire, they hacking out. That's okay, I cut the grass and let the snake show. Man, my circle like a peephole. Gave the studio a break, but I'm back making hits. They should hire me a Pringle. I've been stacking my chips, about to give it away. 